Hello and welcome to the latest This is the Music Meets podcast. I'm delighted that Benji and Joe from the Mighty Lock-In are today's guests. The band have recently announced the release of their new single, which is their best one to date, in Sweet Love, as well as a huge headline show at The Garage in London in April 2023. Benji and Joe, welcome back to the podcast. It is, of course, your third appearance on the show. So how are you both doing? Good, thank you. Class, mate. Looking forward to this tune coming out on Friday. Absolutely buzzing for it. Yeah, it's a great um it's a great tune. Um obviously we'll we're gonna come on um to that in a little bit, but obviously um we've had a few chats um over the years, obviously podcasts and and gigs and stuff. So like when you look back sort of, you know, from where you started to where you are now, how do you like reflect on your journey as a band? Um I think just well, look at what do you mean? Like generally looking back on everything we've done so far, because in two space of two years in COVID, it's all sort of just <laughs> after like that, mate. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, um, it has, yeah, yeah, as isn't it? It's been there has been ahead of a lot that's gone on, really. So yeah, kind of yeah. What what are your thoughts on like where locking sort of kind of like were at the very beginning to you know kind of like where you are now? I think we've always believed that we were going to get to where we are now, and obviously we believe that we're going to get way further than what we are now. But just sort of looking back on everything. It's nice to reminisce, but I'm always looking forward, me, to be honest with you. I'm always looking at, you know, as we talk about the next headline show we've got in April, a single on Friday. I don't really get much time to think about what we've done. Um, yeah. But then every now and then it is good when we all sit down together to talk about all the good memories we've had so far, you know. But yeah, always looking forward, me. Always looking forward. <laughs> Definitely. And how about you, Joel? So you've obviously been in the band for what's about about, about, about best part of the year now i'll get there eventually sounded like pick up a penguin um yeah <laughs> and uh how about you how do you sort of see it like obviously sort of kind of like being you know obviously like brother and, and friend of the band to start off with and then obviously you know i mean obviously since you've come in things are getting um getting bigger and better i mean i'm <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm not sure if it's all down to you or not, but <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. No, I, I think um, Ben's put it perfectly. To be fair, and I was exactly what I was going to say. You, you don't really get time to think. I mean, we, it's just like truck festival, and that was that's got to be the highlight for me so far. But we did that first set on the Thursday, and we haven't really got over it. And then we got asked to do the next set. It's, it's always it's nice. It's nice when you get time to reflect, but it's we do, we do one thing and then you're automatically looking onto the next thing. So uh, we did Rewired and then we looked, it was the next set of gigs and we had tour booked and now we've got tour, we've got yeah. tune. It's all happening at once again, to be fair. And I think that's what kind of motivates us. We can't just sit around and do nothing. We've got always got to have something in a pipeline um, to sort of crack on with. But I know we're enjoying it and stuff and we've got some good things to look forward to. So Yeah, you yeah. have. And, um, and obviously, as you've, as you've both mentioned already there, um obviously sweet love uh is out on friday friday the 18th of november um you guys obviously very kindly let me have a have a little listen to it and, and i can honestly say it is your best single to date um awesome. it's brilliant it really really is so so what can you tell us about it how how did the song come about how did the song come about um it's a great question i think it was gus basically gus uh from what i can remember anyway when Gus came to us with the chords, basically the the guitar part that Gus plays, he plays in a different tune. I think he was just at home playing with a different tune as guitar. Um, 
I think he even got the inspiration from Ben Howard or someone like that. I can't remember now. And he was just saying, I've got this new, I've got this new, these new chords. And it started off as quite a slow song. Yeah. Um, and then it always does with us though. It, yeah. It always starts out sounding quite slow. But then when we're in the room, I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> mainly, I mainly say that to get like the energy up. So, if, so yeah. like the flow of the writing going, then naturally the song just speeds up anyway. Um, but this sort of, branching off this new sort of era of tunes we're writing and what we've got in the pipe. I know, like, I know we just wrote one the other day that's sort of similar as well to this sort of taking the element of the catchiness from sort of the first era of looking for this new era of just sort of taking a bit more heavy, but sort of combining them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to say quite a, quite a little catchy chorus, but with sort of more heavier elements, um, sort of just brings it all together nicely. But just like most of our songs, it all happens in the room. Um, someone brings something and that one again it just happened in a space of a few hours really obviously then we come back the next session and we sort of refine it and then when we're in actually recording it with a gent called Curtis from Premises Studios and he'll be like oh we've got this idea or let's cut that out a bit and let's shorten it and sort of mix and match you know yeah yeah so just saying there about the producer then so when obviously you guys have the idea does and obviously it sounds like he has a bit of input as well do you take does he like really influence the song and you just sort of pretty much go with what he says or is it a case of, oh, we'll try it and sort of, you know, like see how it sounds like type of thing? Well, I think, no, he doesn't really change it super amounts, but we'd always be like, oh, no, we don't really like that idea you just said. But nine times out of 10, he'll bring an idea and we're like, yeah, smashing, smashing, we'll, we'll do that. And it's usually really minimal things, but they make a big difference. Um but I can't remember what you've done with this one. He's like fair. a sixth member of the band in a way sort of thing because he just he's always just added things that we would never have thought of adding anyway. He, he's, he, he works around music, he, says, he knows everything. Yeah, and he like he always says about signatures, what, what signatures you've got to have, like elements. Um, so like a, a, a second verse that changes is one of our signatures, he says, or I can't remember the other, other signatures. He says we've got, you've got to have different elements that are basically yeah. make it you. You know, you can't just have a song that plays the whole way through um but like for example what i know i remember him saying is i caught feelings like the where it cuts out i said oh that bit and then it goes yeah, into yeah. The like he he influenced that ending bit as well you know so yeah you know he's good he's a he's good bloke to have around because he's uh, not afraid to tell us you know come let's change something or you know that sounds good you know which is good yeah he, he, he gave us a lot of uh well i wouldn't say stick but it's our longest song um, and he was like, this is not a locking song because usually they're under three minutes and this one's about four, four and a half. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's another point as well. Yeah, it's a it's a longer song to what, than what we'd usually do. So that was another strange thing in the studio, sort of. Yes, yeah, it's long. And it was, uh, we did two days instead of, um, instead of just the usual one we do to record mm-hmm. like a single. Um, yeah, we did a little bit more as well when we were there, so. Yeah, and, and and just as well, like obviously with the um with like your sound, because obviously it it has changed, isn't it, quite a lot from um you know from obviously the very very beginning, you know, with like get over it and and all of that, and obviously you just mentioned I caught feelings and obviously now sweet love. So is that sort of something that you guys are kind of like quite um I don't know what the right word is, I guess like determined maybe to be going. We don't want to be just like another like indie band like we don't want to sound like every, what everyone else is doing we are we do want to try and push our music into a different direction at, at times yeah I think as songwriters you've you've got to want to be like that you've got to want to be able to adapt um and we're just doing what we feel comfortable with and what we enjoyed like there's 
definitely been times where we've tried to write songs that are like that era or they're like you know I'd love to write another teenager because the song's so fun to play live but it's just you do, you write what feels right you know and it what comes out at the time it's a very natural process what do you think I don't I don't think we try and write to a genre in a way um I know we've got if, if you look through our we've got a whatsapp ch chat with all of our demos in and I mean, if you went through and listened to them, it, it varies so much. I think we're not, yeah, we, everyone has different ideas and different tastes and we just put that into songs and then everyone yeah. adds in their own parts. And that's what makes our music different, I think, because we're not, yeah, not, we don't, I wouldn't call us, we're not like a rock genre, band, we're not, we're not a pop band. I always put it as like genre specific. I think you quite. <laughs> I like that one. I like that. Yeah, quite <laughs> fluid within sort of one area. Although we do, we're definitely indie. It's just within that, I think we've just branched out to so many different parts now. But that's not to say that, you know, in a year's time, say we get an album ready or something like that, I don't know. But we might find our sound and then stick with it, you know. Like this, yeah. this Sweet Love sound might be the sound that we stick with now. But that time will tell, you know. So, again, it's just that writing thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 obviously there with, with that. So we're going to move from the studio we're going to talk about these gigs uh, that you've got coming up. We're going to come on to the, the Doubled Up Tour, which obviously starts this Friday, doesn't it, um, in a little bit. Um, we've got three dates on that. But first of all, let's talk about uh, The Garage. Obviously, you've just announced the biggest headline show to date. It's in April the 8th uh, next year. I know chatting to you on Saturday, Benji, that you've done pretty well on the first day. So we'll be chatting uh, first day sales went very, very well. Um I mean, first of all, just what what's the mood like in the camp? Thinking like obviously one of London of the garage sort of iconic venue, isn't it? Really in in, in London, yeah. what's what's the mood? What's the feeling like? Well, I mean, even you just saying it then, I still don't really feel super right. It's a massive venue, and I was just looking reminiscing. I was a bit ironic, really. I was actually the other day looking at videos from Omira <laughs> trying to put it together for. Um, for so I do, yeah I suppose I do that goes back to the first question yeah I, I think <laughs> look at that. um but yeah no I was looking at videos of that and I was just a mental night um and it's just got me so excited it's got me so excited like over 500 nearly 600 heads in one room the place is going to be bouncing it's going to be a sellout and I'm just buzzing for it I think we're all just so excited for it to be honest with you it's too long to wait April really mm. Yeah, it is a bit of a way, isn't it? But I guess that just gets the uh, the juices flowing. And I mean, obviously for you as well, Joe, I mean, I'm guessing you've, you've obviously, I know obviously you guys played there in the summer, um, didn't you? Obviously it was the Grace uh, upstairs. But I mean, have you seen any other bands, like bands there before over the years? And sort I've, of... Yeah, never, never. I don't think we've ever been to a gig there. I mean, I'm the one, and I've, when you look at look at videos on YouTube and stuff, don't you? And when you when you research and where you want to play and where it's played before, and um, the nineteen seventy five did a charity gig at the garage, um, and I the videos from that are unbelievable. But then you, know, I, you some some massive bands have played there. I mean, I used to be into sort of pop punk sort of stuff when I was younger, and all time low did a gig there, and I mean that looked absolutely mad. And it's weird putting our name, um in amongst all these massive bands yeah. that have toured the world. It's like Royston Club as well. They did their one of their uh, dates there with the motive. They were top lads as well. But um yeah no it's just gonna be it's gonna be a mental night. It's gonna be a mental night, get everyone together, sell out. It will be a sellout. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty confident of that. And um, what we'll do, obviously, with the episode bio, we'll we'll put the link uh, to those tickets as well in there awesome. as well. Because um, you know, if you love lock in, then you're going to love that gig. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a special night, I'm sure. Um, and, and if not, you'll have the after party as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you know that's going to be it. <laughs> Which might might go on for probably about a couple of weeks. I would have thought, but um, yeah. there we go. You definitely are going to be missing your last train for that one, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I have to get a big hospital pass, I think, for that one. <laughs> so, um, and obviously as well. Um, but before all that. Um, you're going out, as I say, on Friday. Um, you've got three dates, haven't you, with uh, comparison? We're out every Friday, Mark, to be fair. But yeah, we've got a gig this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I have heard. I have heard. No one knows where you live anymore. He's always out. <laughs> um, obviously, you've got the three dates. You're in Leeds, uh, Manchester and Brighton. Um, obviously, it's the first time you've been out, um, obviously, as a band um, gigging for a bit. So I'm guessing you must be must be buzzing just to be getting back out on the um on the live scene again yeah it'd be nice to well obviously our last tour was this time last year so obviously we did the rewired we went leeds then and the crowds in leeds are class i mean we went did sheffield last year so everyone in that area is just uh class crowds and that so buzzing together in comparison who we do it with they're top top people so um it's gonna be great fun really really looking forward to it, isn't it? it's gonna be fun yeah and uh, Joe, what about, have you got any um, like pre-gig rituals or anything like that at all to to sort of you know get you in the get you in the zone before you go out there? Yeah, I think well, we um, we just try to keep it as simple and as chill as possible. I mean, I don't I don't put my left shoe on first or anything like that, like uh, <laughs> like footballers do. But um, I think it's just about being staying calm and collected and just getting ready, getting to go. And we always have a beer and we. If we try and locate the spoons if we can near to where the venue is to get some food and um we like being together really. I think that's where it is at. And like as you say, calm collected. We'll have a few beers. We're not nothing too heavy. That happens after. We try to keep it shun before the uh before the show because we've had times where we've had a few beers before we've gone on, especially in the early days. But you've got to do it once an hour and that's just like we're a good performance. So but you've got to try the you've got to try these things before you do them, you know. But yeah, no, we are cool, collected, and Weatherspoons. They're the three words. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this might be a little bit of a difficult one to answer, really, but what would you say is like the best gig that Lockin have had so far to date? Truck Festival, first on the Thursday or the first day. I mean, the start of the gig, there was probably about 150 people in the tent. And I was actually sort of content with that because yeah. it was the first day it was the first day handed out probably at least 400 leaflets to people around tents and that so i was like Do you know what 150 people were going on stage i was like yeah decent decent that'd be all right you're literally playing half hour set i think 15 minutes in looked up and the tent was full and it just happened out of nowhere i think vistas finished off the main stage and this mm. feeling tent was on the way back to the uh camping tents right. yeah yeah so look up and there's like a thousand people looking over at Angus and he's like, <laughs> look over, there's beach balls. We got a load of beach balls. We got basically a load of props to put into the crowd because we thought, you know, well, let's make this a good one. I got my tequila gun spraying it in people's mouths. And yeah, just a flood of people. And I've never seen anything like it. So yeah, that was the biggest gig. That's the best for me. Yeah. 
has but to be that. I said I'll answer e- it for him. Easily. <laughs> I think I think for us as well is we we didn't know what to expect because it was the first day. They only had main stage and this feeling stage open. Um we we're like, oh, it's not we don't know how many people are gonna be there, but I think it works in our favour in a way because people were there to listen to music, so they just went to another stage so we kind of were blessed in, in a way and they saw me running around the stage like a dickhead and probably thought yeah we're going on here <laughs> it was the beach balls yeah no beach balls were flying i've seen the videos on the set we had larry the seal as well he was oh, bobbing yeah. up and down on the crowd didn't um didn't i remember something didn't blossoms he end up at the blossoms set or something on the other yeah, side? larry larry gets about we <laughs> 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 yeah, watching video they did like a recap video of uh, obviously their set, which was just well after two after us on the main stage, and later on in the evening, and just see Larry bobbing up and down in the crowd. I was like, that's how that's how Seal that is. But yeah, no, it was uh, definitely a mixture of people finish uh, visitors finish on the main stage, people walking past, and obviously a load of shit flying about in the tent. They're probably enticed them in, and obviously yeah. the kitchens and the yeah, kitchens. yeah, well, definitely the tunes. But yeah, the other the, the the other stuff was an added bonus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, what? Uh, where am I? I'm over here. That's where I am. If you could open for any band, um, who would it be? Current or all time? We'll do both. We'll do. We'll do. We'll, yeah, get a get a nice little comparison. So let's go. Let's go like all time to to start off with. All time. Uh, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. Ugh. It depends because his location as well. Like, would love to have opened for um, Oasis at Nebworth when they yeah. did that. Like, oh, specific gigs, yeah, probably any yeah. night, any night at Nebworth. Even even the recent LG Nebworth shows have been pretty mental. Mm-hmm. I'm massively into Fontaines at the minute. Yeah, um, and just what they bring into the scene. So I'll probably say them for current, and then it's got to be Oasis for all time. Isn't it? Well, you couldn't really say anyone else, could you? Nah. <laughs> especially in the 90s like the scene was just booming it I think supporting any band just seen Blur obviously announced their uh, their mm. Wembley show today yeah I mean, again <laughs> but any like in the 90s it was just nuts wasn't it like, yeah people just loved the scene Britpop was booming I think if you got on any support spot of any of them shows you'd be laughing yeah laughing. definitely yeah definitely and obviously you just you've just mentioned Blur there and um I just want to say for the record that the uh, the ticket prices they put out are absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. Uh, 100, £140 quid for the Golden Circle. <laughs> jog jog for on, 130, that. For 130 quid less, you come watch us at the garage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I can guarantee you'll have a better night as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that support slot gone. Cheers, Mark. <laughs> 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 yeah, they, they'll yeah, don't, don't, they, they were they weren't very good in the nineties anyway. So no, anyway, <laughs> I'm only joking. If you are listening, right, I could just see LG looking in, uh, looking over your shoulder in the background. Thinking, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've got him on my side. <laughs> <laughs> so what um what would you say like makes you guys stand out as a band? Like why should why you tell me why should or the, not me but the listeners why should we come and see you in April at the garage? What are we going to expect? Um, it's, it's always going to be a party. There's always going to be limbs flying about. And you always guarantee that there's going to be a good tune going on. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like the vibes are just 
always everyone's there for each other i don't think it's sort of like that sort of rock and roll but but in a, in a really nice and sort of collective way everyone's together um never any trouble at our gigs you know and it's just as i say vibes one word vibes your vibes <laughs> uh, absolutely you keep, you keep taking the words out of my mouth like one thing I say to people is if you're, if you're trying to push things, it's, like it's not, I wouldn't say it's really a gig, like you're not coming to watch a gig. It's, it is a party. Um, we're not, yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's just one big, one big knees up, really. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't expect people to come have a drink and that and, and enjoy themselves and meet new people. We don't, we have quite a diverse crowd, I think. We're not sort of, I, I wouldn't say we've really got a particular type of person that listens to our music, I think. Yeah, because a lot of our mates listen to our music, you know, and they're the people that will come into our gigs originally, and they're not necessarily into indie tunes, you know, they come because yeah. they want to support us, and I think that's where the core and the root of our following supporters started by our mates doing that, and then people see that you're just there to have a good time, even if you don't know some of our tunes, you don't have to know all our tunes. We're a pretty new band. I'm sure a lot of the people that come see us probably haven't, you know. I think it's just the collectiveness and the togetherness of our gigs. I think that's what it, what it's enticing. Sure. Okay. And so this is a a, a slightly random question, really. Um, obviously, pineapple, is it? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we're we're just round the corner from uh, from Christmas. Would Lockin ever consider either releasing like an original Christmas song in the future, or would you maybe go? Nah, do you know what? All the classics, you know, we we prefer that. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a cover, and if so, what would you go and cover? Um, I think every year Sam definitely says, "Yeah, well, uh, we'll have to do a Christmas song this year," and it's always too late by the time he says it. It's such a sad <laughs> thing to say. And I'm sure the same thing he said this year, but a World Cup song. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I, I I would like to do one, but you have to organise these things probably in summer to be honest with you and we're always by them we're always too busy or just forget you know so yeah, yeah. I think it's a good thing to bear in mind coming into next year um to sort of think about doing something like this um because I think it would do well to be fair and maybe with some other bands as well I've always wanted to do something like that mm. sort of like um what is it like Live Aid didn't it they did it but yeah no we'll uh... yeah definitely definitely well I think what I'm going to do now I'm going to keep emailing you and messaging you every day from the 1st of January. Have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Every what, would day. Would you want to hear, would you want to hear a Christmas tune then? Like as a, as yeah. you would. Yeah. Why not? I mean, like it's obviously, you know, you've got your, you know, your other, other tunes obviously that are going on. And I think kind of like what you were just saying about what makes you stand out as a band. I think that would make you stand out a little bit more as well. Do you know what I mean? Because it's no one else is doing it. Yeah. And no, you know, true. I think it keep keeps things moving. It keeps things fresh as well. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah. Yes. Sam will be happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'm I'm keen, but it's just one of the things that you know. It's once Christmas is once once a year, you know. Mm. So it's, is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you've <laughs> clarified that, Cheers, Benji. <laughs> But like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, when it comes around, it's already gone. You know, it's it's like one section, and then that's it. You know, we can release tunes all year, but a Christmas song can only obviously release at Christmas. But the recording and the process of actually doing this is what I mean happens months before. 
<laughs> but in their months before, you've got other shit going on, you know. <laughs> no fly, no flies on him, is there, Joe? <laughs> no, you know that. So um, we uh, we we are, we've got a we've got a question here from the uh, from the Spangled lads, uh, <laughs> which uh, I think he's gonna he's pretty much sums them up. Um, not taking life too seriously, to be perfectly honest. But uh, here you go. So, would you rather have bird beaks for eyes or tongues for fingers? I've already thought about the answer. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm well into my food. Like, imagine you can taste your food before you've even put it in your mouth. Yeah. But then on the on the cons of that, I guess everywhere you put your hands, you're gonna taste whatever that is. So yeah. That's that is a bit of an issue. But then. You can't you're having so you're going tongues of fingers, but you ain't gonna see nothing. How do you know what you're yeah. eating? Yeah, well, that's well, I've got ten tongues, so it doesn't matter, it's gonna taste extra good. Really. <laughs> yeah, I get it's true. What, I, don't what eat, you I, I don't know about you, but I don't eat with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> I, I put weight on by looking at food. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, actually, maybe it'd do me a favour. Actually, with tongues to fingers, then. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Joe? Yeah, I, I personally can't see any benefits to having uh, beaks for eyes. I've fought long and hard to see if there was, but yeah, I think I could. You just if you just wear gloves when you're not eating. That's true. Then you're never going to taste horrible things, and then you can just makes a good point. Yeah. But how are exactly. you going to have a beer, though? That'd be a bit, that'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? You got two at once, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to put this to the test now somehow. I don't know how it'll work, but we'll try it. <laughs> so um, can you tell us something about either yourselves or one of the other members in the band that you think people would be surprised about? Um, Sam currently has a missing tooth. Yeah, <laughs> right oh, there. Oh no! There's <laughs> not even a cool. There's not even a cool story behind it. I'd love to say, yeah, um, he 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 got punched or he, he or something like that. Or yeah, he just basically has he has like baby teeth there. They took him out. Obviously, he never had adult teeth behind it. And he has fake teeth there. You wouldn't even know. One of them fell out. When he was eating a, he was eating a steak ciabatta. <laughs> so that all the videos you see at the minute of us speaking or anything like that. So I've just got a gap there. It's proper funny. But apart from that, no. What interesting facts are there? Well, another one about Sam is he's got an unbelievable collection of hats. Of hats, yeah. Sam, again, he can tell you plenty of different facts. Gus knows all the flags of the world, pretty much. Gus does yes. know. Um, yes, and that, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, we're an interesting bunch, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and funny enough, that brings me on uh, as you've just mentioned, uh, Gus. There with the the flags. Now I'll be admit, I'll admit I've only just got onto uh, onto TikTok and I'm I'm struggling to work out how it works to be honest. Um, it can't be that difficult because as long as you follow anyway. us, that's fine. Just keep doing that. Yeah. Keep laughing. <laughs> Happy days. days. But you boys, every time I go on there, as you just said, you boys are on there virtually every day um, with loads of different content and um, and and whatnot. 
So really what I want to know is, do you find that the social media side of things is vital for bands, sort of like at the, you know, that are sort of starting off, you know, at the grassroots level to try, you know, to to keep pushing forward and, and, and to keep, you know, the fans, you know, interested type of thing? Yeah, no, 100%. I think I was a bit naive to the whole TikTok thing to start with because we sort of started the band as well, so like the peak of us starting, like during lockdown, um, as TikTok sort of really started booming um, and things were trending. If anything, we got on there earlier. You know, I don't know, it could have helped us a lot more. But um, yeah, if you start a band now, you basically have to start with TikTok as well. Um, it's so good. The views you can get on there. Um, yeah, no, it is good. But then you've also got to play your cards right in other areas. Like we've got Instagram, we know how to play that. Twitter, we've got Sam chatting a little wass on there constantly. <laughs> so I think we've got our eggs in each basket quite well, really. And TikTok was the only one we hadn't really got onto. Um, so yeah, trying to get sort of five videos out a day, sort of varying in what they do. Um, it does definitely help, and the and you know it does the views and the Spotify. It does it does tick on a lot more. You know, it's it's just it's another platform which is free to use which you can get a, a completely new and different fan base and, and push your music. Like half the, half the peak, we posted a video, Ben's keeps doing these videos about Fontaine's and doing um, funny videos about the lead singer and stuff. And we're picking up all these Fontaine's peak fans that are loving the stuff and yeah. then having a look at our music from that. And it's like, we can be, you can be more relatable as a band. I know some bands will say uh, they're, way, they're way too cool to be on TikTok or that, but it's, we, for us, it's not about that. It's, it's we we want to make it and we want everyone to hear our music it's engagement and, and personality if, if one of our songs goes viral on tiktok then so be it like we, we it's, it's not about that frustrating is it? it's yeah fingers yeah. crossed it, well, it's engagement one as you say and that's what i think we basically we're all referring to and then personality of us lot through a video, one video on instagram every month or every so often people can't gauge what we're like as people obviously if they listen to the things like this podcast you can but so not everyone's going to listen to this whereas tiktok a lot more people a lot more people are on that these days as you say you've just got on to it and more and more people are getting onto it you know so i think it shows what we're like as people look more like sam doing his random facts me looking like an idiot doing impression of Graham from fontaine's but we're just being ourselves you know that is literally what we're doing and uh, we're not forcing some fake personalities um and, and making videos we don't want to make we're just doing what feels right again that's I think I keep saying it. That's what I think that's what we want to do and what we want to keep sticking by, you know, writing tunes that are us and making shit that's us as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. And um gonna move away briefly uh from the music. Obviously, you guys both West Ham fans, and I know obviously long long suffering season to get older, especially, yeah. especially this season. <laughs> so what's What's your thoughts on on what's going on at the moment? Um, and do you think that our, our fans are right to be having a pop at, at David Moyes? Yeah, I mean, they say you can't hold on to what he's sort of done for us so far. Like, obviously, the European um, places and obviously getting us to a semi-final. Yeah, but these days, it's, it's all about what's happening now, you know. And I think it's not just happened this season. I think he fin finished last season, obviously not that well as, as well. So I'm sort of stuck on the fence whether I'm Moyes in or Moyes out. Uh, I it's a tough one. It is a tough one because I do think he's done a lot for us. And his project was always long-term. 
this mm-hmm. project was always long term. What's not to say we would have got to this point and not had Europe, and then next season we did the same thing as we did two seasons ago, you know. So he's a long term manager, so I do back him. But at the same time, we need results, and we don't want to be caught in a dogfight towards the end of the season, do we? No, definitely not. What What we need to remember is and. I mean, like you see it all the time on Twitter. You always get the the polar opposites. People going Moyes out, um, he's he's rubbish and all this. But at the same time, I mean, we well, there's only like twelve points between us and and the top seven, which is nothing at this stage of the season. If you sack him now, we've got a World Cup break. What well, you can't there's, there's not going to be a full squad back in England. You can't expect a full manager to come in. Um, and they've got the January, January transfer window as well, whether if they hire someone new. And uh, also, you've got the argument of who to bring in. Mm-hmm. You sack him now. I think it'd be very naive to say that you could bring in someone like Poch <laughs> or Tuchel, <laughs> which a lot of people are saying. I'm seeing it's a bit fickle saying that. I think I don't think I don't think you could bring in a manager like that. I don't think we're, you know, let's not get carried away here. Plus, Noble, Noble's back in January, which I think will just bring a completely different dimension to the whole the whole setup again because people set it, the, the the squad well like Rice has already said having Noble there during the Europa League, league games when we got that far as he did play a bit to be fair but just having that seniority and a, a legend really in most of the boys' eyes to have around and that um I think it will obviously help. Um so yeah I, I don't think we should you don't think we should no no I'm I'm with both of you. Um, I think it'd be crazy, personally. Um, and as you say, we're not. If, if maybe Pochettino had been, I don't know, a year, two years or something out of a job, you might have a chance. But I don't. I don't see that. But hey, uh, let's let's as you say, let's hope we get some um, get some results very very well when they come back after um, after the World Cup, which takes me on to: Do you think England? Are finally going to bring football home? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I, do you know what? I, I don't know whether it is that controversial of an opinion anymore, to be fair, but I'm not really that interested in this World Cup coming up. I d- it doesn't feel like at all. Everything that's going on with it anyway is controversial as it is. And obviously, that all that whole situation. But I mean... We've, we've, we've all got jobs and that, or we're at uni. It's the games are in the day and stuff. On, on a Monday at one o'clock, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll be writing emails at that at that time. But that's, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, nah, it it's different. It doesn't feel like uh, it doesn't feel like the Premier League's just finished, and you know, some schools out for summer, and everyone's ready for drinking beer in the beer garden and watching England, you know, win. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like that at all. Um, and I think, I think the squad we've got is good. Um, it could, it could win a World Cup. It could definitely get to a final, a semi-final. But I don't know. The, the sort of already get around these sort of tournaments is meant to be so hyped up. But I just feel like no one cares this year. But yeah, rightfully so though. Hopefully, hopefully they don't get much publicity from it with from all the stuff that's been going on. Obviously, with LGBT stuff, mm-hmm. it's disgusting. You know, it should be boycotted. Um, Absolutely. And I think like um, Joe Lyslett, that guy, uh, is a comedian, isn't he? Said yeah, like yeah. Him. I know um, Gary Neville got called out on eight out of ten cats, didn't he? Oh, for commentating. Uh, on yeah. commentating on yeah. And I just think there's been a lot of hypocrisy around it. Um, but yeah, no, I 
for that reason, I'm not looking forward to it, to be fair. But England, on the other hand, I hope they do win it. Obviously, it'd be good. But, um, but yeah, no, there's so much controversy surrounding it. It's a bit mad, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And um, just uh, before you go, obviously, just let everyone know, where can they listen to Sweet Love uh, this coming Friday? So Sweet Love's out this Friday, the 18th of November. You can stream it on Spotify, Apple Music. These are all the main popular streaming websites. And you can also buy tickets now for our next London headline, which is on the 8th of April. Great, great stuff. Benji, Joe, uh, that is the end of the podcast. Uh, it was absolutely absolute pleasure having you back on today. Um, and I wish you all the luck in the world, um, not just with the single Sweet Love, as Benji just said, is out on Friday, but obviously also as well with the forthcoming tour and obviously that massive headline gig at the garage next year. Um, we're going to include the pre-save link for Sweet Love in the episode bio, along with the tickets link for the garage. Um, and yeah, all that leaves me to say is uh, thanks to everyone for listening to the This Is The Music Meets Lock-In podcast. We will see you all again very soon. Cheers, oh, nice. Thanks for having us, mate. Really appreciate that.